The Greek word for Pentecost, this is Pentecost Sunday, is 50. It actually is 50 days, including Easter, 50 days after the, the Easter uh, celebration. It's seven, sorry, seven weeks plus a day. Uh, Christian Pentecost supersedes the Jewish feasts of harvest of the feast or weeks, Shavuot they call it, which took place 50 days after the Passover or the first fruits. I got a note here, and I just want to be clear that you hear my heart. Judaism, traditional Judaism today, does not believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah or the Mashiach. Traditional Judaism does not believe that Christ was the Savior, the Son of God. Messianic Jews do, but traditional Judaism does not. They're still waiting for the Messiah. The Messianic Jews take a lot of the traditional, but believe Jesus Christ was the Lord and Savior. So amen, I have a lot of great Christian friends that are Messianic Jews. Some Christians follow the Jewish calendar, but to truly follow, again, the Judaic faith without salvation in Jesus Christ, I would just highly recommend you pray a lot. Things that changed in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit arrived in the upper room in Acts 2, he came with a fresh mission from the Father, but it wasn't the first time that the Spirit of God showed up. He actually showed up all through the Old Testament and the New Testament. In Genesis 1, verse 2, I'm going to go through these quick. In Genesis 1, 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit is also known to be doing the Father's work throughout the Old and New Testament. In Exodus chapter 31, verse, verses 1 to 5, it talks about Bezel's God-given wisdom and craftsmanship enabled him to become the tabernacle's chief architect or his business, he became the chief leader in the business. See, the Holy Spirit is not about feel good on a Sunday morning. The Holy Spirit, when we are filled with his spirit and his presence, things shift and change in our lives in our families, in our churches, in our businesses, in our jobs. Exodus 31, starting in verse 1. And then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. We should be the wisest people in British Columbia, sitting here right now. We, when we have the Holy Spirit in us. We need to be making wise decisions. We need to know what to do with our monies. We should not be living in such a debt load that we are so stressed out and can't make our payments anymore. God has not called us to live like I'm not saying you can't have debt. I'm just saying that we shouldn't go down the path where we bury ourselves and can no longer swim or breathe. Verse 4. So the Spirit of God and wisdom gave him understanding, knowledge, and all manner of works. Verse 4. To design artistic works, not autistic, artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for settings, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. Here, the Israelites 
didn't actually have a lot of skills and ingenious giftings in the arts because they were slaves. But the Holy Spirit doesn't let you just stay a slave. When the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, comes upon you, you no longer have a slavery mentality. You actually get to go across the deserts and across the river into the promises of God. Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 to 17. And so the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officials over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you, Moses. I will take of the spirit that is upon you and will put the same upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you may not bear it yourself alone. Bethel is our, our covering. Papa Bill and Chris, they are spiritual mentors to my wife and I. I will choose to take the spirit that resides on them <laughs> to live in my life and my family. When we come together, it's family. When there's a family that's doing well, hang with them. Talk with them and be willing to learn with them. Don't always hang. If, you're, if your family is struggling, if your marriage is struggling, don't go hang with other struggling marriages and struggling families. Because if you do, you will start to talk back and forth and you'll start to come into an agreement of destruction instead of an agreement of life, which is what covenant brings. Oh, but I... I but no one else will listen to me. Yeah, because you're probably too negative and self-selfishness and you're thinking of yourself all the time, which is why you're struggling in your marriage. October 22nd, 2022, I'll be 34 years married with this woman. She has molded me. She has helped me. She has strengthened me. She has become my earthly rock. I can't do life without her. And why would I want to? If a thought comes in, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Get out, devil. This is called covenant. It's covenant. We are now one. Divorce, it's selfish. I understand people divorce. I understand people go through it. But if you really take the root of it, breaking of any covenant, it's usually broken on selfishness. Well, yeah, well, she's more selfish than I am. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're selfish. Well, he's more selfish than I am. You're exactly right. That's why it's not working. Because lack of communication, lack of love, lack of affection, lack of sex is selfishness. My wife looks at me, she has a little signs. One of them sitting right there from the sign.
We're family. It's real. If it's not real, you're messed up. And you're married, you're messed up if you're not able to talk about this with each other. Judges chapter 6, verse 34, because the Spirit of the Lord also came to help fight battles. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and then he blew the trumpet. The Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon. He didn't blow the trumpet until the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, then he blew the trumpet. He had heard the word before. He was obedient to the action. But it wasn't until the Spirit of the Lord came upon him that he knew, now I can blow it with power and I can blow it with authority. If I don't wait for the Spirit, then I'm going to blow it with my own strength. And you'll be puffing air in a dirty ram's horn. You ever smell the air that comes out of a true shofar? It is stinky. Like, and someone blows a shofar near me, please don't. Pour some scented oil down it, let it sit for a while or something. It's like, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, then he blew the trumpet. So many people try to do things without the Spirit of the Lord. This is Pentecost Sunday. It is time to get the Spirit of the Lord back in our lives and the power and in the authority that he has called us into so we can go out and do his will and his word and we can go to the nations and we can drink really goofy soup and not get sick. First Sam. And we can get the shot and not get sick. First hmm. Samuel 16, 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. I was glad it was a horn of oil, scented oil. Sorry. And anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose. Samuel arose and went to Ramah. The Spirit of the Lord also came to proclaim God's word, Isaiah 61.1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good things to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. What is the Spirit of the Lord doing on you? Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is on you. Why? To preach the good news to the poor. And that can be really, really rich people because they're poor in spirit. It doesn't just mean street people. It means everybody. Presidents, prime ministers, everybody. Preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent you and me to heal the brokenhearted. Instead of coming in alignment with the brokenhearted, we don't come in alignment. We heal the brokenhearted. Someone comes to me and sits in my office and wants counsel on, on, and wants me to agree with what they're doing and their pain and their agony. I'm looking, I'm saying, I'm not going to meet with you and agree with you because what you're doing is wrong. I'm here to help heal your broken heart instead of break your heart worse. Because I'm not going to speak you into your broken heart brokenness because I'm not going to let your broken heart break me. Heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives. I believe the captives within the church, the religious circles, they're actually held in captivity. Sometimes some churches just don't need to go down some paths and say, do, do, do. 
flow a little bit. This is the word. Let's not twist the word for our own desire. Proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Remember, the Holy Spirit arrived in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. John chapter 14, verses 15 to 18. If you love me, keep my commands, Jesus says. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you only on a Sunday morning. He will abide with you only on this weekend conference coming up of revival. He will abide with you forever. And the only way you're going to stop sensing his presence is by you shutting the door and the windows of your heart and your mind, and you're going to get wrapped up in the things of this world. I want a change in our government. I'm not going to vote for this guy that's there now, our prime minister. I didn't vote for him in the first place. I'm not going to vote for him now. Now, that might get me in trouble by some people, hopefully not in here. But if you voted for him, that's your choice. Well, I'm going down the wrong path here. But you know what? While he's in power, I'm not going to backstab and slander the daylights out of him because that's anti-Christ. I hope it gets us on our knees, praying even more for our government that apparently God appointed, which I still have troubles with that scripture. Like, God, seriously, don't you understand? <laughs> if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Guess what? The world's not going to get this. Matter of fact, they're going to look at you weird. They might even come against you. The worst thing is other believers could come against you because heaven forsake heaven or whatever. Heaven forbids. You guys were up here with your hands up. Are you kidding me? I, I've seen guy, people laughing in the church here and happy. Some, some other Christian people get very offended at that. It's not a happy gospel. You're a sinner. If you want to live as a sinner, that's your choice. But you know what? I choose not to. I might have been born into sin, but I kicked it right out. If there's one thing, hmm. I was going to say to abort, you abort sin, but you never abort a child. Boy, I'm going all down the political roads today, aren't I? Jeremiah, Jeremy's just like, oh my goodness, he's hitting them all. <laughs> Don't let sin be a child in you. Don't let fear be that. Or you'll get bound. The strong man getting bound. That's another thing. I am just threw that out there. I'm looking at Chuck. So I just talked to them about a revelation the Lord gave to me while preaching in Mexico. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. 
I will not leave you, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you, says the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, 13 to 14. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit of promise. When we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, we begin to not have to walk through a desert to get to the promises. When we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, what it means is that Holy Spirit is carrying the promises for you and for me. Salvation opens the door. Believing on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior opens the door. But the receiving of His Spirit brings you the promises of your future. Wisdom, truth, blessing. Not just blessing, but abundant blessing. As Deuteronomy 28 talks about, it overtakes you. The blessing fills you and then goes from you, overtakes you, and touches the people around you. So when I'm full of, my, of the blessings of the Lord, it becomes this overflow to bless people. First in your family, unborn children, ready to happen any day. Timoteo, little Timothy. If we live in the presence of God, in the power of the Holy Spirit within us, we have a wisdom, we have an integrity. We have an ability to look at two investments and say, this one and this one completely crashed and this one tripled, quadrupled, tenfold. But then if you take that investment in those finances and hold it and don't give from it and you might not have the wisdom the next time God has created us to be full overflowing in other words if your life is not touching someone and people around you you're not full enough you need more If you just sit at home thinking about all the issues of the world, you know what? I sit at home thinking about every revival opportunity in my region right now. We are in the greatest throes of revival in the church the world has ever seen. We have the greatest opportunity. You want to see the most depressed people? Go out those doors and talk with somebody and you're going to find people living in fear, depression, drug addictions, alcohol addictions. Marriage is dissolving. Teenagers going into elementary schools and shooting kids. They're actually looking for truth, but no one's bringing it to them. Oh, he's just an off kid. You know what? I want my kids that are in school with an off kid, I want them to see that off kid and go befriend them. 
and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Acts 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power. <laughs> that word power is dunamis. You shall receive power. Okay, Holy Spirit, come. Ooh. Oh, I felt him. Oh, I felt him. He is not just a glory for a moment individual spirit. He hasn't come to you to tickle your ears on a Sunday. We should be the most alive group on the face of this earth instead of dead churches. We need to be alive churches. You shall receive power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be, what happens? You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Korea, Mexico, uh, uh, all the places that we go. Over 50 countries now. You might not be the one going, but you know what? You sent me, guess what? You guys bought my tickets to get there. That's part of the tithe of Windward because this whole church tithes internationally to the, to the things of God and the preaching of the gospel. When Alfred Noble discovered an explosive element that was stronger than anything the world had ever known at the time, he asked a friend and a Greek scholar for a word that conveyed the meaning of this explosive power that nobody had ever seen before. And the Greek word was dunamis. And Noble named the invention dynamite. So when Jesus uses the word dunamis in Acts 1.8, you shall receive explosive dynamite power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And with that explosive dynamite power, you'll be witnesses to Jesus, for Jesus, in your local town, your local neighborhood, in your province and your country, and to the ends of the earth. Acts 2, 1 to 4, as my son talk, talked about today. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Let's all stand. One accord does not mean they all own Hondas. Get it, Honda Accord? Okay, sorry. One accord means they came together in unity. They came together with a purpose. Everybody in that upper room probably had a different idea or a thought pattern of what was going to happen or what might happen. But the reality is, is they chose to come together, unified. Diversity, 
unified. I pray that today we have come into this room, gathered together, unified. Because in unity, there's power. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them why divided tongues because the fire on you is different than the fire on the person beside you but it all comes from the same source A mighty rushing wind roaring and rushing and blowing you can't see the wind but you can see the effect you can't see the Holy Spirit but you can see the effect and if you can't see the effect coming out of you then you need more Holy Spirit and in the spiritual realm right now let there be tongues of fire on you Tongues of fire of his presence. Let the visions uh, that you have come back to life. You're not too old, you're not too young. Now is the time. I can see prophetic words that were given over people and some have not done anything with it. They feel, oh no, I missed it. I didn't do anything with it. I feel like the Lord is saying, no, that is a lie because Jason Upton called my son out years ago when he was young. Jason Upton called him out and prophesied and said, I see you singing. Well, today you got to see a prophetic word released that was given to him as a child. I actually looked at Jason and thinking, wow, I, I mean, I receive it as a parent, absolutely. I want the best for him, for all my kids. But Jason said, no, he's gonna sing. But you see, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, what happened here today, you might not have felt it, but I did. You might not have felt it. Chuck did. You guys did. Justin did. He started to sing. You guys got, that's a good voice. There came a sound suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Can you imagine right now? If I had every fan blowing full bore right now, I'd turn them on. You'd say, oh, you're manufacturing it. I don't give a hoot what we have to do. We just have to go somewhere deeper. You can't manufacture God. That's fake. But you know what? So we have a, just a, maybe a, someone have a sweat rag. I usually carry them when I'm traveling internationally. It's like it's warmed up in this house. Does anyone else feel like fire? Maybe I'm just on fire right now. Oof. There's a heat up here. 
Maybe we should all run through the pulpit. <laughs> this is where the new people leave because they get freaked out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't go. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. You know, the interesting part about this, we have two two theological perspectives of that verse. One, it was the tongues of the Spirit. Two, no, it wasn't. Thank you. It was languages. It was languages. It was being able to speak in a language that somebody else knew that you don't. But there is a gift of tongues. It's a heavenly language. And I've been able to use it when I've been doing deliverances of the demonic in other nations where the demons are yelling and speaking to me in perfect English from a mouth that doesn't know a spot of English. And I've been able to speak in my heavenly language and the demon looked at me and said, that language means nothing. I said, it means nothing to you, but it means everything to me, so be quiet. He doesn't understand it, but I did and so did God. They were all filled. And they were all filled. Simon Peter was in that group. He couldn't stand up to his faith when people asked him, oh, he's one of Jesus' men. He said, no, and denied him three times. But I mentioned earlier, after the power of the Holy Spirit was poured out <laughs> on Simon Peter, He boldly went out and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ and 3,000 people were led to Jesus. Saul of Tarsus, who persecuted Christians, had an encounter and became a believer on the Damascus Road and then God led Ananias to go and pray for him. And Saul's name was changed to Paul and was then filled with the Holy Spirit. And Paul is the Apostle Paul. And from that moment, Paul no longer went after killing, literally killing the Christians. He got filled with the Holy Spirit, transformed and proclaimed Christ in all the synagogues in the land. The power is for a purpose. The power to be a witness of Jesus Christ, that's the purpose. Power, this Holy Spirit power is to have the courage to tell someone about salvation through Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit power is to tell people your testimony and what Jesus has done for you. Holy Spirit power is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Holy Spirit power is to speak in a new tongue. Mark chapter 16, 15, and Jesus said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, you need to believe in him right now. Because if you don't believe in him, you are condemned to hell. Well, God wouldn't do that. Let me tell you, that's the truth. I don't know why, that's who he is. That's what he says. It's our duty my duty right now to talk to you if you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior if you're watching online right now and you do not know jesus christ as your lord and savior you need to believe in him right now and give your life to him it's as simple as saying god i know i'm a sinner i receive you today i believe in you jesus as the living lord and savior i give my life to you that's simple bam it's done 
Now change your ways. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. If you, haven't been, if you believe but haven't been baptized in that tank, then you need to let us know because I have no problem filling that tank back up and we're going to dunk you. I don't care how many times we fill the tank up, we'll fill it up until our wells run dry. So far, they never have. There's no longer time to sit and procrastinate life. no longer time people because these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink or get injected anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Who here today is bold enough to say, Holy Spirit, I want more. I want more. I'm going to ask something. Everybody who's bold enough that there's going to be people that aren't going to want to do this. They're actually going to want to leave and go home. And right now, I sense it in the spirit. And I'm telling you, do not leave to go home. Uh, right now, just give a few more minutes. Ignore everybody around you right now. And we're going to start in the back rows forward. If you want more, I'm going to say, get out of your seat and come up front. Start with the back rows first. When they stop flowing, we're going to come in the front. I tell you why. I saw something last night in the spirit that showed me to do this today because this is for healing physical and spiritual this is for healing in marriages and relationships this is for healing in the families this is for receiving wisdom a greater knowledge, a great keeps coming right up forward. Because the disciples had to go to a building and get upstairs. They had to move, they had to do something in expectation. I truly see there is a breaking moment today in your life in this ministry and the breaking moment is not taking it out it's actually expanding its pegs expanding its tent pegs expanding its borders your borders are being expanded in Jesus name the act of obedience and the willful desire to be filled more and more uh, you know uh, some of the old Pentecostal teaching and some of the old teachings were oh you just get filled and once you can speak in tongues you're filled I don't go down that path I tell you why I don't care if you speak in tongues or you don't. It's a gift. You can choose the gift if you want. But the filling of the Holy Spirit is also a choice. And that doesn't have to look like some man, some woman laying their hands on you and you've got to shake and you've got to jiggle and then you've got to fall down and then you're filled. No. 
I don't believe the filling of the Spirit is one moment and one time in your life. I believe it is, needs to be every single day, every minute of the day. Some people, they get so hurt that they quench the filling of the presence of God because of their pain and their hurt. And I want to tell you something. We can't live like that. We are sons and daughters of the King. Interesting, I see uh, in the spiritual realm, some people have little cables and chains tied to different things, and some don't, some do. But that pain, that sorrow, that confusion, that worry about the future, the questioning of, of God, the, the question of the move, the spirit, the question of should I even be in this house or not, I just sense that all needs to be cut off now in Jesus' name. And I see this huge sword in the spirit just above our heads, above our hands. And I hear, ding, 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 ding. all these lies falling off in Jesus' name. All the fear just falling off in Jesus' name. All the hurt and pain of, and confusion from a church, from a ministry, from a, from a business, from a job that didn't go the way we thought just fall off. Jesus name and I pray Lord God right now oh for our children the kids that are meeting downstairs the ones that aren't even here right now I pray Lord God that we will be revivalist testimonies for them I pray for all the unborn that are murdered every day. Oh, my heart aches and aches. I pray that our laws will change, that every life is valuable, every life is purpose. I pray, Lord God, for each one here, each one watching online right now, everyone who has children who doesn't have children but want to have children in the future. I pray, Lord God, that we will be building a foundation for the children yet unborn. I see businesses. I see decisions and choices of, of great fruit, great blessing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I can see fruit, one of the, I believe, one of the best designers of buildings is in this building and I can see supernaturally fresh revelational drawings from heaven coming in Jesus name in Jesus name I know Lord God there's more and more and more and I'm not going to settle for what I had last year I'm going after the more every day, Father. And we, as a ministry, as a church, are going for the more. And if it leans out our numbers, so be it. But we're going to be an army like Gideon. When 135,000 Israelites sat in camp, while 300 mighty warriors 
filled with the Spirit blew the trumpet. And the enemy's walls were defeated. That's my shofar for today. I thank you, Father, for Pentecost 2022. And I thank you, Father, for everyone in this house and the Christian churches of this region. I see this wave, I haven't seen it for a while, growing out in the Pacific Ocean on the West Coast. It's a revival wave growing taller and taller and taller. And it's going to sweep across this nation from west to east and east to west. In Jesus' name. I'm praying revival in our governments. I'm praying, let your will be done, Father God, not man, but yours. I'm praying for the wayward sons and daughters. Come home, says the Lord. Come home, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For the gifts and individuals that are in this house right now, maybe you're a singer, maybe you're a musician, maybe you don't think you are. Well, you need to rise up and get going in the gifting that God, sound people, worshipers, preachers, teachers, prophets, evangelists, kids ministry helpers. Oh, I don't know about kids ministry. Help the kids ministry break that lie of the devil off and start speaking into the generation. And go into all the world and preach the gospel and heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out devils, starting with yourself, myself, so we can walk with a wisdom, a power, an authority that first changes us change the families and change our nation in Jesus name and all the people said amen amen we went a few minutes over but I guess the upper room experience might have been a little longer than they thought too I don't care about time what I care about is that every moment and minute of the day you and I change and live in the increase and the more. I see babies in the spirit. Some people are gonna get pregnant in Jesus' name. Yeah, you see that. Maybe it's spiritual children, maybe it's adoption, maybe it's personal children. I just see babies. I see new faces in the spirit. Maybe there's new faces here today, but I see new faces in the spirit. It means there's people that are coming. They're just waiting to be asked. They're waiting to be asked. I pray for the boldness of the Holy Spirit that every one of us will ask people to come. Can you imagine if that 18-year-old kid down in Texas, somebody asked him, and just because he might have said no once doesn't mean they didn't stop asking. Can you imagine his history 
would be different. This is the time. Come Saturday night. Please come. Invite people. I truly believe there's linking of apostolic centers that are happening across this nation. And people are aware of what's happening in this house across this nation. And we're aware of what's happening in other houses across this nation because God is up to something. One of his words, one of his names is sneaky. I always love that when I read it, it's sneaky. What's the word? Um, I want to say Jireh, but it's not. Jehovah. Jehovah Sneaky. Yeah, Rafa. Rafa, you know, one of those. I get them all mixed up in my head right now. Rohe. Rahe. Yahweh Rohe. Wait for a little sneak attack. It's the best ones. Amen. That's exactly right. Ones that are unexpected are always the best. Well, that's spoken from a true prophetic voice right there. Young man, amen, you know it's true. How old are you? 21 years old. See, that's a voice speaking right there. If you're older than 21, you better listen. Because there's a generation that if we don't get in gear with what we're doing, please don't expect your kids to do what you didn't. I just want to keep going. We should just all order Chinese food and eat in here for the day. Give somebody a hug. I'd say greet them with a holy kiss, but that might not be the best thing. Give someone a hug. Say we love you and be here Saturday night at 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. Amen. Love you all.